We had a great service during that time. The Lord had led me to do that, and it was about travail. And then, of course, we had Brother Ravenhill one time, done about a 15-minute clip. Tonight, we're going to be having a clip. It's about 25 minutes long. I'll be giving you a little bit of instruction afterwards. But I want to show you what the Lord is speaking to us in this season. How many of you really believe, like we've been preaching, uh, we've been our theme is presence this year, and how many really believe that we are in the manifestation season? Well, we're going to prove that tonight. We're going to show you what we believe the Lord is speaking. Everything the Lord has been giving to us begins to be confirmed over and over and over and over. And before I get into the scripture text tonight, I want you to make the declaration with me. How many love the declaration? Are you ready to make our declaration? We handed it out this morning. It's all new to us. We will be putting it up there for you to read. So that if you didn't bring your card, if you didn't get a card, you can get one of these. It's our theme with presence on the front. Front, and on the back side of it, it's about what we declare. The Lord has spoken over us, and we're going to declare those things that God has said about us here at the Palace of Praise. I believe that instead of just sitting around and trying to become the church, we need to be the church. Amen? We're in manifestation season. Let's quit talking about it, and let's start operating in it. Amen? Let's start walking it out. Let's walk in the spirit where we will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. We don't have to always talk about a past tense or or a future tense, we can say now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidences of things not seen. It is now high time to awake out of the slumber and the sleep and to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. It is a now time. It's a now word. And so we're going to walk right now in the presence of the Lord. Amen? Are you with me at the Palace of Praise? I can't hear you. All right, we're in this thing together. Let's do our decree. If you'd stand for the reading of the word here also, and we'll make our decree together. We'll say it together. Are you ready? Lord, today by faith, we declare that we're walking in the manifestation season. As your faithful remnant, we will house your very presence. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, and he has delivered us from all of our troubles and our fears. We are no longer victims, but we are victors in Christ. We will not be deceived by the lies of the enemy, but we will give health, healing, and wholeness to the hopeless and those that are in despair. We will live under your anointing and see the revealed purpose of Christ in each of our lives. We declare your everlasting word on earth as it is in heaven. Now giving praise for that. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Please remain standing for the reading of the word found in Luke 21, starting with verse 25. We'll read down to verse 28. It says, and there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming upon the earth for the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. And then shall they see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up, lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. You may be seated. I want to talk to you just a moment to give you a little bit of introduction. Over the years of 32 years of pastoring, I've been a pastor. I'm not an evangelist. I'm a pastor, and I know that. And I know that there have been times that God has specifically led me to preach doctrinally in order to disciple the body of Christ. 
There are other times that he has had me to preach evangelistical to where we could reach out of the body and become servants and not just be a reservoir here to where we are full of the presence of God, but we are a reservoir with a spigot to where we're to go out into the land to be servants and to bring people into the glory of God. We preach prophetically. God has given rhema words and prophetic words for us as a people. But I would have to admit after 32 years of pastoring, I never really got into study of astrology. I never got into the study of the stars or of the moon or the sun and those kinds of things. I've never felt the need to. I have never felt directed to. I have studied the blood moons. I have studied some of the wonders that takes place in the heavens for my own curiosity. But for me as a pastor, I have never really took the time to really dig out and understand what all of these signs of the moon and the stars and all that's all about. Now, I would have to admit that most of us in this building, we agree on certain things. We agree without a shadow of a doubt that we take Matthew chapter 24 and we look at that chapter where Jesus teaches us and he says to us that there's going to be earthquake in diverse places in the end time, that there's going to be wars and rumors of wars, and there's going to be nation rise against nation and brother against brother. And he talked about the division that's coming up on the land. How many has begun to already see the those things taking place. And we can go to the Apostle Paul's teaching of the last days where he says in the last days perilous, dangerous times is going to come. And then he talks about how that the spirit world is going to accelerate in the last days. He said that there'll be men that will give over to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils and they'll be seduced and they'll be brought into, into a place of damnation. He talks about how that in the last days that because iniquities shall abound. The love for many is going to wax cold. And, and we understand all of those signs. If I was to tell you that in the last days that you know there's going to be a rise of earthquakes, you're all going to jump on board with me. If I say in the last days there's going to be a rise of nation against nation, there's going to be a rise of war, you're going to understand that. But a lot of times we never have really took the time to pay attention to what verse 25 of our text literally says. It says, and there shall be signs in the sun and the moon and the stars and upon the earth. Just what are those signs? What is it that God is speaking to us? As a matter of fact, Psalms 19 verse 1 tells us, the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament showeth his handiwork. How many believes that the heavens do declare the glory of God? Matter of fact, I want you to know the elements of the earth worship him. We know that because you remember when Jesus said, if these, speaking of the children of Israel, if they should hold their peace, these very stones around me here and Israel will cry out to me and worship me. So we understand that the earth will cry out to the Lord. Psalms 97 and 6 says the heavens declare his righteousness and the people will see his glory. How's the people going to see the glory of God? By seeing the signs of the heaven because the heavens are declaring his glory. So in order to see those signs we've got to understand those signs. We've got to understand when God is speaking to us. How many understood this morning the importance of the fourth hour. We're going to be talking about the fourth hour for several weeks throughout the next sermons as well because the fourth hour was what? The time of divine appointment. It was divine order. I want to be in divine order. How many want to be in divine order? You want your steps ordered of the Lord. Well, we got to get in divine order. How can we get in the divine order if God speaks to us from the moon and the stars and the sun and we don't even know what he's saying? 
Can we have an amen? They're messengers. Matter of fact, Psalms 83, the psalmist said that the heavens reveal or speak of the things of God. He went on and said, when I consider the heavens and the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which, which thou has ordained. And he talked about in this passage of scriptures of the stars and the moon and the sun being ordained to speak to us about heavenly things that's to come and earthly things that's to come upon the earth. So we understand that God does use the stars and the sun and the moon as prophetic indicators to let us know of what timetable that we're on. How many believe that? Do you really believe that? Well, if you don't believe that, then you're not going to believe in the wise men that saw the, the star in the east and they went and they followed that star till they came to Jesus and they worshiped him. You know what revealed the birth of Jesus and you know what led them to Jesus was the star, the indicator of the Messiah that was born, the star of David, the star of Bethlehem. So we understand that nothing has really changed even since then, that God is still speaking to us all through revelations. And I know a lot of that, the first four chapters concerning the church, after the fourth chapter, you no longer see the church on earth. But all through Revelations, you hear John saying, and I saw another sign in heaven. He was letting you know of what was taking place by the prophetic indicator of the sign that he saw in heaven. You know what he sees? He sees stars falling from heaven. He sees the moon turning to blood. There are many different things he sees throughout the book of Revelations and it lets you know the timetable in which those chapters are talking about by the prophetic indicators of the moon and the stars and the sun. So we also know without a, without a shadow of a doubt that we have been seeing some things around here. Can I have an amen? How many know last Sunday night there was a lunar eclipse how many, how many seen it? How many stayed up for it? All right, now let me ask you another question. How many knows what God was speaking through the lunar eclipse? Probably very few of us because we've not studied it. I come across a man by the name of Troy Brewer. Now I am a pastor that is very much uh, a pastor that stays biblically sound. I don't get out here in these uh, left uh, the, these crazy uh, places where they, people are going wild and crazy and, 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 there's, and they're just making up stories and they're trying to make something out of nothing. But this man has been called of God. He's a pastor down in Texas, just a regular man like the rest of us here at the palace. He gets called, he goes into the ministry. God lays it on his heart to start benevolence. He's feeding hundreds and thousands of people. He even goes overseas and he even uh, helps young ladies escape the sex trafficking and the human trafficking. He is doing a marvelous work. But one of the things the Lord laid on his heart was to study these things called the uh, prophetic indicators or the prophetic uh, signs of the heavens. And so he went into studying it. I just heard him do an overview. You're going to just see, if you'll go online, I tried to find him. I, the, uh, some month ago, I found him, and he had a teaching on it. I thought, this is the most marvelous thing that I've ever heard, and everything was biblical, everything was sound. And as I was going through it, I thought, wow, I'm going to have to study this and preach this. My wife's seen this 
on one of the talk shows that she watches. And this is just kind of an overview. It's not real depth, but he gives you the indicators and he shows you what's taking place. If you literally listen to his teaching, he, he can teach for hours upon hours upon hours. But this is kind of like an overview, like if I would give an overview of the end times. There's no way you can get up here and in one sermon preach everything about the end times. Amen? Neither can he get up in one little 25-minute segment and give you all that there is to speak about, about the prophetic indicators that lies within the heavens. So I'm going to show you just an overview, and it'll get you to understand where we're at in the timetable of God. So we're going to do that. Let me ask you, do you still believe that the heavens are speaking today? Do you still believe that the heavens declare his glory? If the Lord can allow a sign to appear in the, in the sky by the form of a star and lead wise men to the feet of Jesus, do you still believe that God can give us prophetic indicators that can tell us where we're at in the timetable of God and keep the church in divine order? Do you believe it? Okay, we're gonna show you the clip. We want you to take out your, uh, your uh, notebooks and, and uh, note, uh, pieces of paper and, write, and take notes. It's vitally important that you understand what's taking place right here in front of our eyes and how that it all meshes together within scripture. So we're going to do that right now. So if they would play the clip. Well, they've occurred throughout history. Major events involving stars, comets, and even the darkening of the sun. But could these wondrous displays across the heavens have a more significant meaning? Well, according to today's guest, the answer is yes. You don't want to miss what he's about to reveal. But first, joining me around the table is my dear friend, April Simons. How are you? I'm good. I love these kinds of table talks where we too. they're in, with intrigue and yes. what is God saying in the heavens and I know. he does speak to us though. He so does and so does our guest. <laughs> like way speaks to yes. us. Very good. I like that. Way speaks to us. And yes. Kelly Dean, how are you? I am good. I know I feel like a lot of times when this guest is on the show, I just sit at the table going <laughs> because it's so much information yeah, at one yes. time, but it yeah. is amazing to me how everything has a purpose and everything has a meaning and how intentional mm -hmm. our God is. And we just have to wake up and really pay attention to the details. In 2017, the world witnessed a major solar event, a total eclipse of the sun and its path cut across America. Was this just a coincidental occurrence or something more? Today we're looking at solar and lunar eclipses to see what they've represented in the Bible and what's significant about their recent appearances to unlock the mystery of what God is revealing prophetically. I do remember, do y'all remember that eclipse in oh, 2017? Yes. Did we yes. all go outside yes. and look? Okay. Yes, sir. And we you did. had to use the special goggles. Yes. 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 And my mother, you know, is in South Carolina and it really, I guess, mm -hmm. did yes. something over South Carolina. It did. But what, what was prophetic about that? Well, the date, um, how it went across, the timing of it, how wide the shadow was, all of those things are prophetic indicators. And so 
First of all, the fact that it was a solar eclipse tells us who, who the party that God is speaking to is, mm. because when God speaks through a solar eclipse, he's speaking about natural events to natural people, which tend to be the nations. When God Almighty likes to speak through a lunar eclipse, he likes to speak to his church, to his body, to the people mm. who love him. So the sun is always seen as masculine and the, the moon is always seen as feminine. The moon has a 28 day cycle, just like a woman. Oh, wow. And whenever God God Almighty speaks a word through the moon. He's actually talking to his bride. Now, we, of course, I am also the bride of Christ, right? <laughs> yes, you but are. But you know what? My glory is not my glory. My righteousness is his righteousness. Yeah. My holiness is his. Yes. Is, well, the light of the moon is not the moon's light. It's the sun's light yeah. reflecting mm. off of yeah. the moon. Yeah. Yes. So, so, so whenever we see God do something through the sun, he's speaking to the nations. And when we see him do something through the moon, he tends to be speaking to his people. And what was he saying? He was saying, repent. So now this happened on August the 21st in 2017. in 2017. And it happened on the first day of Elul on the Hebrew calendar. The first day of Elul is, it literally means repent. It means 40 days. And I wanna just, just stop and tell you this, that when you see an eclipse happen, um, it, a solar eclipse that's also called the sign of Jonah. Whenever Jesus Christ said, I'm not gonna give y'all any sign at all except for the sign of Jonah the prophet. And then what happened whenever he was on the cross? There was an eclipse, yeah, right? There exactly. was, it was a solar eclipse. Yeah. So that is known as the sign of Jonah the prophet, okay? The sign of Jonah. Now this happened on 40 days before Yom Kippur, which is the day of atonement. So that means you got 40 days to repent, right? And that's exactly what Jonah said. You got 40 days, right? Yeah. So this happened on that day. It began at Salem, Oregon, and it ended at South Carolina, okay? And it had a 70-mile swath that went all the way across. It started in the Pacific Northwest, and then it ended at South Carolina. Some interesting things is that uh, Oregon has a sun on their flag, and South Carolina also has a sun on their flag. <laughs> where it true. began and where it ended, the flags are also prophetic indicators, which wow. is really neat. But you know what, Joni? It started at Salem, Oregon is where it started, the first city it hit. And then it went across seven cities called Salem. That's amazing. In wow. seven different states. And it's, it's only 70 miles wide. And this happened in the 70th year of Israel. So what is the significance of that word? The word Salem means to be made whole after repentance. It means to have peace, but it means, it means peace because you've been completely restored. So the desire of God is to restore our nation. Mm -hmm. The desire of King Jesus is to say, repent and I will restore you. I don't want you split. You know where it ended? It actually ended at Fort Sumter, which is where the Civil War began. Wow. So it begins at peace and it ends at war. He's like, I don't wow. like that, right? Yeah. I have Salem, 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 Salem. I'm telling you seven different times. And this is, this is also amazing because seven years later, after the Great American Eclipse, we have another eclipse that, that actually creates an X across the United States. Now, we can talk about that, but, but before we do, you need to know that the last time we had a Great American Eclipse was 1776, the year our nation was born. <laughs> Wow. And now, seven years later, there's another one. So there's one coming in 2024. Yes, ma'am, on April the 8th. I know there's something that you say about the one that happened August 21st, 2017, and for the seven years that we're actually living in right now to 2024. What's significant about this seven years? Well, whenever they cross, it crosses in a place that's called Little Egypt. Okay, Southern Illinois is called Little Egypt. And do we know a biblical example of something that happened in Egypt where there were seven years 
Yes, we do. There were seven years of plenty, and then there were seven years of famine. And the people of God in the land of Egypt were set up to literally be, well, to help the entire world. And this is the, this is the desire of the Lord for the body of Christ and for the, for the nation of the United States. We're not supposed to be split up. We're not supposed to be racist. We're not supposed to be ugly. We're not supposed to do that. We need to unite. And just to, and to absolutely convince us of that, it was exactly an hour and 33 minutes apart from the time that it touched land to the time that it left. And Psalms 133 says, oh my gosh, I love Psalms 133. <laughs> and it says, you know, oh, how beautiful it is when brethren dwell together in unity. Wow. Wow. It is like oh the goodness. oil that flows down Aaron's beard. So I believe with all my heart that God Almighty is saying, yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, these next seven years need to be about repentance. These next seven years need to be about unity within the body of Christ that our nation needs to cry out mm -hmm. to him. Yeah. So the, it, the eclipse there in uh, 2017 divided our nation. Was that also prophetic that the enemy would try to divide us? Yes, because that's what we're seeing right that's now. Exactly like right. we're more divided today than we have been in years. Yes, exactly mm -hmm. right. It's, it's not getting better, it's getting worse. And so the body of Christ needs to have a completely different spirit than the rest of the world has. Mm -hmm. We need to walk in a different spirit. We need to have a different mindset. We need to have a greater news source than just the news, right? right. We need to be hearing a word from God because we're not just Americans. We're residents of heaven that are actually mm -hmm. living in America. Right. You know, I think maybe it's not taught enough, the scripture in Luke where it says, I'm gonna, there's gonna be signs right. in the heaven, the moon, the stars, the sun. And when you see these signs. That's right. Yeah. Look up, look your redemption up, your is near. And so I think sometimes maybe as the body of Christ, we forget how important we need to really be paying attention to what God is doing in the signs of the heavens, agree? Absolutely. The, an eclipse is actually a miracle. And I don't know if you guys have ever considered the scientific miracle of, of an eclipse, but do you know that they've never been able to find out of all the exoplanets that we have discovered, which is literally in the thousands now, we've never found so far another place in the universe where, where an actual eclipse happens. Like, why is that? Wow. Because, are y'all ready? Okay. <laughs> ready. So the sun is exactly 400 times further away from the moon, okay? And it's exactly 400 times bigger than the moon. So it's, it's set for our perspective so that when they meet in the heavens, they are, the two become one. Wow. Remember, the sun is seen as masculine and the moon is seen as feminine and the two yeah. become one, right? Mm -hmm. Well, that's only from our perspective. That doesn't happen anywhere else. Wow. Yeah, yes. it is a wow. I know y'all have some questions <laughs> down there. So. Well, I was wondering, so uh, the solar eclipse happened, but there's a lunar eclipse coming up. Yes, what does that one mean? Okay, right on. So the lunar <laughs> eclipse is going to happen on the 20th of January. Okay. Now remember, remember friends, that, that whenever God is speaking through a solar eclipse, he's speaking to the nations. But when he's speaking through a lunar eclipse, he's actually talking to his body. So on the 20th, it happens. And it has a prophetic marker of the number 120. Now, 120 is a huge prophetic number all the way throughout Bible. And then also it has the, the luminosity of the moon and how bright it is, is something that you measure and it measures out at 120. So it has two, it has two prophetic markers and indicators of 120 stamped on it, the date and the brightness of it. Okay, 120 is when God shows up and whenever God Almighty is made manifest. So that's why there's 120 people in the upper room. That's why it took Noah 120 years to build the ark. That's why Moses was 120 years old whenever God Almighty revealed his glory and poof, he was gone, right? <laughs> so 120 means ta-da, it means I'm here, I'm gonna be made manifest. Now it also happens 
at the midnight hour, and that is a huge prophetic marker, okay? Mm -hmm. Midnight, crying out at the midnight hour literally means deliverance. There is, a, in the book of Matthew, it says, and, and the voice went out and it says, for, it talks about Jesus coming back at the midnight hour, right? Mm -hmm. So it's a, it's a prophetic marker saying, I'm gonna show up, but I believe with all my heart that this is a time for us to cry out for deliverance, mm -hmm. that this is a time that God Almighty wants to rescue His people. This is a time that God Almighty wants to deliver us from bondage, and we need to line up with that. That's good. So what does this eclipse mean for America? So just like how God was talking to the entire nation when he was saying repent, right? And again, it happened on the first day of Elul, which is the sign of Jonah the prophet, okay? That's a big deal. This one is saying to the body of Christ, cry out for deliverance. Mm -hmm. it, this is literally saying, you need to come out from the spirit that is here. Yeah. You need to be delivered from that. And I wanna tell you, we have to be in alignment for our assignments. You know, we have to be in alignment. It's, it's a curse. Deuteronomy 28 describes a curse as when it's evening, you, you will say, I wish it was morning. And when it's morning, you will say, I wish it was evening. You know, to be out of sync of the time is a yeah. curse. Wow. And so it's a blessing of the Lord for us to be in alignment with mm -hmm. the timing of things. So what do you see sig that's gonna be significant in the body of Christ as it relates to this? I know we've heard for so many years about the end time revival, mm -hmm. the great awakening. Do you really see that happening? And oh, how yes. close are we to that? No, I do. And I, I get a lot of mail saying, oh, you're, you're crazy, that's never gonna happen. No, it is gonna happen. I'm telling you, there is gonna be a great revival that happens before Jesus Christ comes back. And America mm -hmm. is gonna play a huge part of that. I believe that with all of my heart. However, with that said, I believe with all my heart that we have to be unified. And this is a huge word of unity. And you know, the so last good. thing, Joni, that, that, that Jesus prayed for before he went to the cross was not for morphine. That's what I would have prayed for, right? <laughs> yes. yeah. But he actually prayed for mm -hmm. that we would become one as he and the Father would be mm -hmm. one, right? And he said, Father, forgive them yeah. for that's, they know yeah. not that's what they right. do. That's so, right. So he wants us unified. And I know that unity makes us a conduit for God's power. Like, where is the power of God? Well, where's the unity within the body of Jesus? Yeah. Oh, so we to be unified. Right. And so a big part of this revival is putting away our differences and falling in love with each other, loving the diversity and not hating the diversity. Mm -hmm. and, and, and we're not going to join a mob. We're not going to be a part of any mob mm -hmm. anywhere because God is not found in, um, so within good. the mob. Yeah. What about, because January 20th, that's also going to be the second anniversary that's right. of President Trump. So can you talk about that? Is there a specific meaning associated with that and the timing of all of this? There is. Um, for one thing, President Trump is actually a prophetic marker. Now, Israel sees him as a prophetic Cyrus. Mm -hmm. They see him as that. And that's why they did the coin. That's why they did the coin, with right? Cyrus and exactly right. Trump because yeah. of him moving the, um, the embassy, embassy yes, to Jerusalem, which was which was another big prophetic, uh, was, and I was there for that. Yeah, and Marcus it actually, was too. Yeah, yeah, and it actually happened at uh, at uh, Pentecost. Yeah, and I was like, hello. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, oh my gosh. Yeah. And don't you think when some when a country will actually put it on their money? Yeah that that's major, isn't it? Oh, it's mm -hmm. a big deal. I mm -hmm. promise you it is. And then also he is the 45th president and it's Isaiah 45 that talks about Cyrus. Oh, wow. Okay? Oh, wow. Now, whenever Trump was... <laughs> so <laughs> whenever, crazy. Whenever, whenever Trump was... Well, well, right before you say that, let me just okay. say yes. that as soon as we say our president's name, yeah. we have people that are yeah. angry at right. me. Let's just, yeah. for a moment, let's just yeah, remember listen. that God is the one yeah. who has the final say on who's yes, going yes. to yeah. be king. Right, exactly. Who's going to be ruler. And we're it, not saying we agree with 
everything, everything yeah. that is said or done, but prophetically. We're just seeing how he's being used. Yeah, and God is the one who has the final say yes. on kings and priests, right? That's I mean, right. Does, what does the That's Bible the say about that? Right before declares. you tell this, well, what does it he says, say? It says that he sets up kings yeah. and he also tears Takes down kings. Down. Yeah. That's what it says. And it also has to do with prophetic timing. And that's yeah. something else too. Mm -hmm. I mean, his name is Trump. That is a prophetic word for Jesus is coming back soon. Mm -hmm. Jesus comes back with trumpet. the sound of a Trump, yeah. Yeah. right? With a Trump blast, that with a trumpet crazy. blast. And God can use anybody. Yeah. That's of course. Right. Yeah. I was just reading, in fact, today, um, I just love Daniel in the Bible. And you know, Nebuchadnezzar and, and Darius and, and all the all the kings that, that God used prophetically, and they weren't necessarily godly no. men or women. God Almighty calls, he calls Nebuchadnezzar the servant of the Lord, okay? And he was a murderer. Yeah. He was yeah. horrible. Right. He's one of the most despicable human beings mm -hmm. that has ever lived. Daniel's but he life was, wasn't easy. Yeah, it was not. <laughs> he was part of a human zoo. Yeah, he but was he literally had. Part of but, a human zoo. but when God showed up and I Daniel interpreted that dream, yes. yeah, yeah. It, he he believed in yes, the living did. God, yes, he the did. one and only. That's living. exactly right. Okay, so we said all that. So don't be mad. Let's just listen. See what he has to say about this. Okay. Well. On the day that President Trump was inaugurated, he was exactly 70 years, seven months, and seven days old. You're kidding. I'm, I'm not kidding you, <laughs> to the day. And it was the year 5777 on the Hebrew calendar. Yeah. So Trump is somehow prophetically connected with the Hebrew calendar in a remarkable way. And that's God's business. He's yeah. the one who does that. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I promise you, uh, the Jews in Israel have no problem believing that, right on? Uh, yeah. yeah. And so I say that to say this, that on January the 20th, when it, whenever we have this next prophetic marker in the heavens, which is a lunar eclipse, mm -hmm. That happens exactly two years to the day of Trump's inauguration. Okay, well, two means a faithful witness is what that means. That's why Jesus sent out the disciples by twos, right? That's why there are two witnesses within the book of Revelation, right? So two means a faithful witness. So this is a word, this is a word to the people of the United States of America who, who love God and who are gonna walk with God prophetically, mm. right? Mm -hmm. And he is saying, once again, be unified. He's mm. saying, repent. He's saying, come out from among the spirit yeah. that is a part of all that. Do you know that he was born exactly, I have all these notes and I love this. Donald Trump was born exactly 700 days before Israel actually became a nation on May the 14th in 1948. I just think that that's just crazy. <laughs> he has so many markers. I don't know if he has ever known how the Lord was going to line him up to be a world changer, but in fact, God Almighty is using him that way. Wow. So a couple of other interesting um, facts, the electoral college margin yeah. of victory for President Trump was 304 <laughs> minus 277, which equals 77 votes. That's right. It's amazing. On, on November 8th, 2016, Election Day, when Trump was elected, Bibi Netanyahu had been in office as Prime Minister of Israel for seven years, seven months, and seven days. <laughs> That's crazy. Wow. But the, you know, I, Mimi, your grandmother, your dad's mother, loved the numbers and how God would use numbers. She would love, Mimi, I know you're up there watching from the great, great cloud of witnesses. Some other interesting uh, things, uh, the great American eclipse was the solar e eclipse that occurred on August 21st, 2017, which was exactly seven months That's right. for 
him being in office. That's right, exactly. Seven months into it is when this happened. So the number seven is a number that, that it's the most prolific number within mm -hmm. the Bible is, is the number seven. And yeah. the number seven represents manifest spirit. It represents perfection by the Spirit of God. And perfection does not mean flawless. Perfection means completed. Mm -hmm. Okay, when God says, be ye perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect, he's not saying be flawless as he is flawless. He's saying be all the way in the way that mm -hmm. he's all the way in, mm -hmm. right? Okay. Yeah. So it's a number that represents by the Spirit of God, I'm going to complete this thing. There are things yeah. lining up right now that God has been wanting to complete and to finish and to get done for a long time, mm -hmm. and he's doing it. Okay, so there is a solar eclipse in 2017 that was for America. Yes, ma'am. Because that was the sun, so it's for the nation. Yes, ma'am. And it's through Salem. Yes, ma'am. And then it ends in, wait, it ends in Salem? It ends in South Carolina, and it, end, it ended at Fort, Fort Sumter, Sumter, which is where the, where Civil, the Civil War, War began. began. So God was saying there's division in America, but I want Salem, I want peace. Yes. yes. Okay, and so now there's one coming up with the church, it's lunar. Yes. And What's the thing? I'm just trying to like make sure I'm covering all my bases. And the significance right. of that is that it happens on 120, and and its its luminosity is also 120, which is when God shows up and says, "I will show up for you." Okay, but it happens at midnight, which which means cry for deliverance. Mm -hmm. Cry for deliverance. Mm -hmm. So the message to the church is to cry for deliverance, and God promises He will show up. Mm -hmm. wow. And then. After that, the next eclipse is how many years away? Seven, Seven. years away, and it happens on April the 8th in the year 2024. Is it, and it solar happens, or lunar? It's solar, solar, and are you ready for this? It happens on Passover day. Isn't that amazing? Oh, wow. And when it crosses over a place called Little Egypt. Do we know any stories in the Bible? Or <laughs> oh, something wow. big happens in, in Egypt, Egypt on, on Passover. Passover. <laughs> okay. Amazing. The heavens declare so the glory of God. That second one. Well, the second one is, it's, okay, so what, what happened on the very first Passover, right? He said, if you apply the blood to the door, yeah. right, the spirit of death will pass over you. That's where we get all that from, right? Mm. So that's the body of Christ. That's the body of We've Christ. We've got the blood, thank God. But it, if it's solar, that means it's to America too. It is to, so is it, it is God's an American place. word. Yeah. Well, listen, our, our nation was founded on a covenant with God. Yeah. yeah. Our nation not just the people of God, but our nation mm -hmm. was founded on yeah. the covenants of God. This is something the past, the past eight years that the Lord mm -hmm. would tell me, contend for the covenant of this nation. And we would pray, say, Lord, please remember the covenant that our forefathers yeah. made with you, right? Mm -hmm. And so, man, the, this, this nation is very important to the Lord. If that second eclipse is coming over on Passover, is it kind of like a conditional prophecy? Like if you apply the blood, I will protect you, yes, but if you don't, oh. Yes, ma'am. It most certainly is. And, and again, it, and it happens, it X's over a place that's called Little Egypt. Now, the X is very interesting to me because to the Jews, an X means, means a prophetic sign. Oh, I didn't know that. That's what an X is to them. If you do an X, they're like, oh, that means to look for a prophetic sign. Yeah. Okay. Now, to the Greeks, an X means Jesus. That's right. It means Christ. Yeah. Right on. So yeah. I'm believing with all my heart that there will be a revival. Maybe yeah. maybe that's when the revival begins. Right yeah. on. And I'm thinking about when you, you're talking about the eclipses coming this 20th, yes, January the 20th. And you did mention earlier when we were talking, you said it's kind of like where... The Lord is saying, the bridegroom cometh. Yes, ma'am. And wow. it's a pre so prepare. Yeah. Prepare. Yes. Yeah, that's yes. good. Put your oil in your lanterns yeah. and yeah. prepare. So I'm wondering, is this that time frame we get of the great revival to come before the next eclipse comes, that those that have the blood, the death angel will pass over? You know, I, I, 
I would be silly to say that, you know, I know exactly what the hand of God is going to be concerning all this, and I don't, I don't want to do that. But I do know I, he has made his heart known. He's given us a prophetic marker of seven years, and he yeah. even says, Salem, yeah. Salem, 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 <laughs> Salem, right. right? This is what I want out of you. Amazing. And then he crosses it together. He makes sure that we understand that this is an American word. It only affects America. It hasn't happened since 1776. It happens on the first day of Elul, which means repentance, and then the next one happens on Passover. I mean, I don't know how he could clearly yeah. speak from the heavens <laughs> any more than to say, I'm giving you seven years mm -hmm to cry out to me and to repent as a nation, to not yeah. be divided, to be very intentional about not being divided and to come together. You claim to be one nation under God. Yeah. Right? right? So good. And then to say seven years of plenty and seven years of famine. And I'm not, I'm not just prophesying that there's going to be seven years of famine, but I actually, I absolutely believe that that is a different season, that this is yeah. a time right now for us to go, go, yeah. go. It's an opportune yeah. time. That's right. Take advantage of it. Well, I mean, I have to do this because I feel the Holy Spirit saying to do, but could you just lead us in a sinner's prayer? There are yes, people watching. Okay. You're not ready to meet the Lord. You hear us talking about all this. You're like, I, I don't. I've never, I've never prayed. I don't really understand what all you people are talking about, but I want whatever you have, and I want to make sure that I'm ready to meet the Lord because I do believe, and the Spirit of the Lord is touching my heart right now, and that's why you're watching that. Could you lead us, and I will, we will repeat after you. Outstanding. Okay, are you guys ready? Yes. We're ready. Ready. So, King Jesus, King Jesus, I give you my heart. I give you my heart. All of my life. All of my life. My past. My past. My present. My present. My future. My future. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. Please receive me. Please receive me. And fill me up. And fill me up with your Holy Spirit. With your Holy Spirit. From this day forward. From this day forward. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. First John 1 and 9 says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. This is a new day for you today, and I'm so proud of you for praying that prayer. And I'm telling you, your life is not going to be the same after this. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Remember that prophetic signs are not there to scare you. God, through His infinite love for us, is revealing Himself to His people with a message of repentance redemption and a time of acceleration. So this is your moment. If you're not walking with the Lord, again, He's showing you that now is the time to turn your heart to Him. You know, there's, there's no way that I'm going to try to go back and uh, talk about all of that. I think that you got it the first time and that'll have to be repetitious. But if there's one thing that I know that the Lord done several months ago in my life that I did not understand, and it happened um, while we were in a council meeting, the Lord began to just birth it into me, and I began to share it with the council people. And we sat there and we wept that night in a council meeting when the Lord had us to pray over our nation, and the words contend for the covenant was in our spirits. And we began to repent, and we began to say, God, we repent for our nation, and God, we pray that the covenant that our forefathers had with you, that that it would not be uh, uh, destroyed and that that covenant was an everlasting covenant. We believe that you, your covenant is true and we were repenting and we were asking God to forgive us and we were saying, Lord, this is not America's name at stake. We were literally saying this with our mouths. It is your name that is at stake or whether you can preserve and the, whether or not that you can keep the covenant that you made with America. We are one nation under God, indivisibly with liberty and justice for all. How many believe that? 
And there's times that we as a body of Christ, we come together like this and we want to have a service and we like the music and we worship and we love the Lord to come down and minister to us. But sometimes this body has to go to war. Sometimes we have to say, hey, we got to contend for the faith. We got to fight the good fight of faith. We got to lay hold of eternal life. We got to endure hardness as a good soldier. We're not just saved just for the purpose of getting thrills from God like he's a big Santa Claus in the sky. But I want you to know that you and I are saved for divine destiny and for divine purpose. How many believe that? You are to do the works of God. And so we are his body. If Jesus was on earth, what would Jesus be doing? He'd be on a hillside somewhere praying like he was when he was over Jerusalem, weeping and crying and saying, oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how I would have gathered thee like a hen would gather you under her wings. But you would not. You who stones the prophets, you who silenced their voices. When I wanted to do something prophetically among you and you did not know the time of your visitation and you destroyed it. I do not want the covenant to be broken by America's people being ignorant of that covenant. We have a covenant with God and we need to contend for the faith. We need to contend for that covenant. We need to war for that covenant. It's in my spirit to do that. We don't need to take God's presence for granted of how he has blessed our nation. You know, this morning I talked about taking the presence of God for granted. Not only have we taken the presence of God for granted in our churches, our nation has taken God for granted. The goodness of the Lord, amen? How many knows that America is the most blessed nation on the face of the earth? Why? Because we proclaim that we are one nation under God and that we know that righteousness exalts a nation, but a sin is a reproach to any people. And we have been blessed because of the freedom religion, because of our ability to express ourselves of worshiping God, magnifying God, and as a whole, believing in God and Him being the actual one that we've coveted ourselves to. But that is being ripped away from us, it's being destroyed. And we as a church cannot allow that to happen. And we need to contend for the faith tonight. Amen. I'm reminded of an illustration the Lord had given me in my spirit. It's like kind of like you get a Christmas bonus from a boss. And you look at it and it's a pretty good sum amount. And before long you're talking about he's the greatest boss that anybody could ever work for. And before long this is the greatest place to ever work for. This place is good. And we're just all pumped up because we get a good Christmas bonus. The next year comes around, he gives you the same bonus and you like it and you, you're thankful for it, but you're not as thrilled as you was the f- first year. The third year comes along, he gives you the same amount and you know, you don't even hardly even thank him. But by the fourth year, you're upset because he didn't increase the bonus. When in reality, he didn't have to give you a bonus at all. That somehow the favor and those blessings that that boss gave you the first year, by the fourth year, you've taken that for granted and that four years worth of bonuses, you don't even pay attention to the goodness of them because you've took them for granted and you not even realize the benefit that that man gave you. And God spoke to my heart and he said, that's what the American people have done to me. I have blessed and I have blessed and I have blessed and I have blessed and they have got so used to the blessing that they no longer recognize that it's me that's the blesser. And God is beginning to withdraw the blessing from America. How many notices that? How many knows our nation's in trouble? Is anybody with me tonight? Our nation's in trouble. And the only hope is if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray 
and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sins. And what did he say? I will heal their land. Would you stand with me tonight, please? I know this has not been real long, but it is something that I felt like the Lord wanted us to do. Isn't that amazing about the seven Salems?